0: back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. 11
1: o'clock, we are back. My pleasure to welcome back to the show new Iberian Mayor Freddie DeCourt. They met last night uh, because of the holiday, uh, but uh, well, exactly a day later than normal. But uh, how are you, sir? I'm good, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, we heard some discussion and you know, again, uh, the the optimism of trying to talk Clico into uh, lower rate or uh, a capping rate or talking to the Public Service Commission, certainly a laudable effort, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly they know the obstacle in front of them.
0: I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. We have talked to an attorney because, you know, that has become the theme, if you will, or the underlying current The whole time through the Clico negotiations, which we were negotiating the franchise agreement, not the rates. They're two separate issues. But, of course, you know, rates are high right now, and we all pay those bills. So that was kind of the underlying current, the whole uh, discussion meeting, and then the two meetings that we worked on the ordinance. So for the last month and a half, you know, that has been my focus and has been, you know, a big part of all of our discussions um, so they're supposed to be separate issues, but you can't help but tying them together. And uh, it's been a, an interesting process. We uh, got Clico to give us some concessions, and had they given us everything that m- four council members voted on, because it's a majority vote, I would have signed the uh, agreement. But uh, I couldn't do it. They, uh, we had one item which we really pushed. I pushed very hard to try to get more LED lights because they are better lights. We at longer first lasting. longer lasting, and put out more lights. So we were trying to convince them and thought we had to replace 200 lights a year in addition to the three to 400 that break that are being replaced. So we thought we had a deal uh, that went through probably five or six revisions in the week. Uh, and you have to remember, my clerk has three days to give me an ordinance once it's adopted. And then I have seven working days to veto or to do nothing or to sign. But if I do nothing, it becomes law at the end of seven days. So you got a time frame that you got to act. So that's why I had to veto it. So we vetoed it. And then, but in that time, actually before that, Jeff and I reached out to LMA, reached out to a couple of attorneys reached out to somebody else who hooked us up with an attorney that that's what they do for a living. And uh, they're a big firm. Uh, We used them once in the consent decree years ago. I I don't remember that. It's before my time. But uh, so we're going to do a lunch and learn, and she is going to school some of our council members on exactly what you're up against when you go in front of the public service commissioner. And,
1: And before you spend money on legal fees. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's $410 an hour, and she bills per tenths. You know, so when you talk to her on the phone, you know, don't talk too long. Uh, so, yeah, we can't, we can't encourage huge bills doing this. And I think that the deck is stacked, a, you know, up. I won't say against us, but it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of hurdles to jump. So when you know you have to go against a lot of hurdles or, you know, a lot of obstacles, you need to know everything you can know. So I think that this lunch and learn will be helpful for council members to understand, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, how the game's played. Yeah, Uh, and and and, you know what obstacles are in front of you. So I'm encouraging you know them to come and to do that. Uh, So that was one of our discussions.
1: When CLECO and maybe any other utility uh, sets rates, are they statewide? Because can they charge a different rate for Pineville and New Iberia? That's
0: that's that's what they're not going to do. In other words, no utility company, you know, Locos and other communities, uh, anybody you think of, Slimco, Entergy, you know, any of the big boys, you no. Know, they're going to charge the same rate everywhere. And that was something that was brought up more than once in our discussions, that, you know, at least CLECO is our person. They were designated to us years and years ago by the Public Service Commission. They own all of the infrastructure. Uh, but from the beginning, CLECO said, we're not going to charge New Iberia one rate and, you know, Pineville another. It's not going to happen. Um, so the interesting thing is the public service commissioner for industrial, large commercial users for one location, one address, that location only, even if they own multiple people have gone and said, I'm using, you know, I don't know, a zillion kilowatts. So because of that, I should get a a reduction. And for that one address, those people have gotten a reduction, but it's all been industrial users. Um, It's never happened yet for a municipality, so I'm not saying it can't. So uh, anyway, that was one of our discussion items that we uh, we had a resolution that said we opposed high rates because I didn't know what to put. You know, it was kind of like how do you put all of this? I said I'll just put something everybody can support, and then it'll open up the discussion because that's all I care about is a discussion. You know, uh, that think tank that we seem to convene every two weeks does a lot of good. Um, People say that uh, we talk a lot, and we do. Some people will say I should reel people in and not maybe the meetings would be, you know, shorter. I'm not worried about that. I got all night. And what I do find with both of the councils that I've been blessed to serve with, we get down to it, and at the end of the day we melt down why we're there, and we make decisions based on the best thing for our community and why we're there. And then whether I agree with them or not, when it's a majority, that's law. I mean, I'm, you know, my job is to when there's four votes for something – my job, uh, unless it's something I think I can, I needed to veto, which is the first time I ever veto anything, but I had to, are then the four people that voted yes weren't getting what they voted on. Yeah, I was
1: going to say it's sort of a veto, but really it's...
0: It's kind of like um, just a, y'all didn't give us what we're supposed to get, yeah, moving yeah. on, you know. Uh, and so I'm sure, and the door's still open if you read the veto letter, and, and I've had discussions with Clico since then, and, and I'm going to continue to have that open discussion trying to work this through. Uh, but it'll be interesting. But I think the next step is to do the zoom call with the attorney and kind of understand that aspect of it. And then at the next meeting, it was too late to put it. I vetoed on Monday and the meeting was Wednesday because of Tuesday's holiday. So at the next meeting, we'll have more discussion because I bring the veto forward to see if someone, if the, if there would be five votes to override it, that's part of our process. There won't be because nobody wants it. Exactly. Nobody wants it. Uh, so, but I'm sure we'll have some more discussion, which is good.
1: But the ordinance itself was really to allow you to sign the agreement. Yes. It didn't set the agreement. Right.
0: The only so. thing is the night of the meeting when we voted for it, we went over point by point, like right, I right. always do. And I was, you know, I may not always be the clearest guy, but I was crystal clear three different times on that item of, you know, we're going to get these 200 lights and uh, in, in addition to the ones that break. and. The word, the verbiage, never came back, and then at the end, it just melted down. That Clico was not willing to do that many lights because they'd have to do them everywhere. In other words, they couldn't give me the three to four hundred lights that break into LED, and then on top of that, I'd go and take down. Because is what it came down to. They were going to take down two hundred working lights and add, change them to LED, mm-hmm. and they were just like, we, you know, that that was, you know, in their minds, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. It was just too much. So we, we continue to talk.
1: All right. Um, in advance of that discussion, Troy Como uh, addressed the council in regard to naming Admiral Doyle, or not uh, naming Admiral Dedicated. Doyle, but dedicating a, a memorial parkway to yeah.
0: veterans. I, okay. I think that's an w- awesome idea. I was so, very glad he came. It
1: like the council was all in favor.
0: Everybody's in favor. At the next meeting, we will do a resolution of support, uh, and I think that will pass unanimously because we all you know, voiced our opinion last night. I thank him for doing that. I think that that's a very good cause and something that, uh, he noticed we didn't have. And, and, you know, like I knew we didn't have a veterans memorial that was, you know, a parish wide veterans memorial. And I was hopped up to do that and and took every effort to help the veterans that had started that movement and get it done. He saw another missing piece. So I was glad that he brought that forward. And I think that's going to be a good thing.
1: All right. Um, did not catch um I must have been distracted the uh, ordinance uh, in regard to Founders Park uh, what's going on there
0: that was just to move a little bit of money uh some kind of housekeeping we had 35,000 in the budget to create the whole little park
1: this is the one on Ann
0: no no this is between this is at City Hall at the Civic Center uh between the fountain and the police building which is the old 0911 building okay uh, that grass area, it's got some nice trees. We have built five markers, big, you know, kind of monumental markers. We have uh, four of the panels will be the, dedicated to the cities that we've twinned with, um, which so is a big
1: concrete yes. A diamond. Yes, I mean,
0: I yeah. I don't know what kind shape of a triangle, is. kind of a diamond. Yeah. Yes. The one from Spain, they are actually shipping the tile very soon, and I will get the tile up on that one that Halloween de Torres has donated to us, which is where our seven founding Spanish families come from. And so they're coming in April for the Spanish festival. So we'll dedicate that panel when they come. Now the three other cities, which are, I'm not gonna name them all, but it's uh, one in France, one in Belgium and one in Haiti. Those cities that we twin with, we are in the process of contacting them to see if we can, you know, work something out to get something from them. If not, we will just do the plaques ourselves. So that'll be four of the panels. There are ten triangle diamonds, whatever you want to call them. There, there are five of them. So that's ten faces. So the other faces of it, we are going to highlight history. We're not sure if it'll be individuals, families, or just general regions. But we're going to try to take those other panels and tell the story of our, you know, the people who settled here, because of course we are, you know, Spanish, but we're also French. We're also, uh, you know, African descent. We have, you know. Uh, a lot of different nationalities that have come here. So we just kind of tagged it as Founders Park and said we'll kind of do the Twin Cities and we'll do, you know, early early founding settlers. Let's put it that way, Native American, I mean, if you think about it. So I think it's going to be an interesting little park, and it, we did a sidewalk through it.
1: Yeah, I was wondering about the motivation of, of that side. Yeah,
0: because un- until you tie it all together, you're like, right, you know, right. somebody was smoking something because the sidewalk <laughs> is pretty twisted up. Uh, it kind of makes sense pretty soon, but I think it's neat. It'll be a nice little feature, and, you know, I always feel that our Civic Center complex with the fountain and that big plaza area in the front, now this park on the side, is way underutilized. I would love to see, I mean, I know we have a big parking lot across the street from where we are now that we utilize for everything, but... I am excited. You know, we started dying the fountain when I got there. And so now with marching men and, you know, there's a couple of, we died for Halloween. Uh, You know, the Christmas tree is lit there. Just really trying to keep that complex and city hall and all of that we have to offer right there, kind of in the community mix, if you will. So uh, anything we can do to further improve it, we have the marina coming in the back. We are talking about a little park area that's associated with the marina. So, uh, any way we can enhance that area, you know, we want to.
1: Very good. I know they're uh, doing the march, I think, Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. Yes, uh, yes. When, when is the dye going in? Same uh, day?
0: Same day, same okay. day, yes. And, uh, before, the way we always do it is we dye it before the march.
1: Very good, very good. So, moving on, another um, item. Um, uh, Res ordinance that was up for adopted in regard to the four police units so. yeah
0: that's just selling some cop cars because we have uh, obtained more so we are doing what i said i would do from the beginning of uh kind of uh staggering our
1: fleet all right and just before um we pause the meeting we're listening to the hvac uh, issues i don't think we have to go into that but um, again hiring someone to do a maintenance Use maintenance yeah
0: yeah these are uh, chiller systems they're not something that every mechanical contractor works on and since everything's brand new we thought if we started now and didn't wait which seems to be government's uh, role of deferring maintenance that we would get a maintenance contract and get these to where maybe the next person doesn't have to change change the roof All of the electrical panels in the whole building and all of the air conditioning systems on every floor and the main chiller and the boiler. Maybe I can save the next couple of uh, mayors from not having to do that and and doing maintenance is going to help.
1: All right. And uh, we're also starting to hear the talk of the revised rabies control, animal control contract.
0: We Um, had a Zoom call, some negotiations on the Zoom call, and we worked out the details and so they gave me the authority to, you know, sign it and to we kind of went over it. Uh, it's a two-year deal. It doesn't really solve anybody's problems except it helps the city by giving us uh, 15 dog kennels and five cat kennels, which we didn't have before. Uh, so we'll have more room. It still might not be enough because of the dog issues we have. And it's not just New Iberia, but really in Louisiana that is one of the stats that don't make us look good. We have a lot, a lot of stray animals and a lot of uh, pets that are not treated as they should be. So we have a lot of loose dogs. Um, But the parish has an existing shelter. They have been our dog catcher for years. We've had this arrangement. So the price goes up some, but we do get more cages uh, and more access. We originally had talked about having a person that we would pay half the salary for that would be dedicated strictly to the city. Now it's kind of a floating person, but at least we still have a person. That person has been hired. We won't start paying half of that salary until they're hired. But uh, it's a better deal for, for everybody. Uh, but I know the parish, you know, has a greater need because the shelter that they have operated for a very long time is in, is in pretty bad shape. So we did a two-year deal, and then we'll just look at our options. I wanted to have time to look at the options. Are we willing to pay some into the parish's facility? Yeah. Are we willing to pay too much that we just didn't do it ourselves? Nope. And, uh, you know, you do lose control and you pay for something and you have to decide, is is the service I'm getting, you know, worth what I'm paying? You remember with the sheriff's contract? Well, it it wasn't. I mean, we got to a point that it just kept uh, escalating in cost, and we got to a point that it was better for us to have our own. Well, the dog shelter might be the same thing. I don't know. I can't tell you until we see how this new contract works and then we see what uh, the options are in 2 years. I'm not going to wait. We are, you know, going to make some plans and look at some options on our own so that once we come back together, you know, we can make the best decision for for the city of Liberia. So, uh but this gives us 2 years.
1: You know, a couple of members of the parish council made an argument and they have Districts that represent a whole bunch of the city suggest residents are already paying the tax that uh, supports that. Uh,
0: well, what they're referring to is the health unit tax. Yeah. The city of New Iberia contributes to the dog shelter about 300000 I think if the figure's right, uh, of, of the money that we pay in the health unit tax already goes to the shelter. So you combine that with this new hundred and something thousand dollars that we're going to be paying. You know, we used to pay, you know, 20 something thousand a year. Uh, So it has greatly uh, grown on us in the last few years. So we will get to a point that when you total all that up, but I don't think they're going to let me stop paying the health unit tax. So, you know, you give me that money, too. And and we could, yeah, we could do our own shelter in a heartbeat Um, and a new one. And I have a location. But, uh, and we own a property. So uh, that is some of the things that we are going to have to flesh out over the next couple of years. But part of the money that citizens of New Iberia pay in taxes already does go to that in addition to the fees that we agree to. All right. We know it.
1: Gotcha. Uh, introduced uh, another ordinance uh, in regard to amending the budget to reflect receipt and utilization of electrical signing bonus for the citywide camera system.
0: Uh, well, we had to scratch that. Okay. Because that money came from Clico, we have dedicated gotcha. that the Clico money would go to crime cam. What? What? I can't think of a better community use. So we wanted whatever money we do settle on from Clico to go toward those crime cameras and service the whole city. And so since we don't have a deal yet, the crime cameras wait. The two times a year patrolling all the street lights by Clico themselves that that has to wait. Um, you know, and anything else we had agreed to, well, there's there's nothing on the table right now. But that's what it was, so we had to scratch that.
1: All right. And again, uh, introduced or at least um, on the agenda to introduce an ordinance authorizing you to execute an intergovernmental contract between you and DEQ, the city and DEQ, uh, in regard to electrical vehicle charging stations. Yeah,
0: that's two charging stations that, ironically, you know, it's a Clico day. Uh, <laughs> Cleco brought these people and got us a grant for free to have these charging stations because there's a big push to put them all by interstates. So they wanted as close to Highway 90 as we could get it. Uh, we, the city, owns property in the Spanish town that I would love to develop that I have been waiting for the six years that I've been here. And it's a total of 14 years now that we've been waiting on the frontage road that would connect that little. Mm -hmm. And once we have that, I'm telling y'all, I can get two big boxes, incentivize that land because the city owns it and we will get, you know, something good there. So I have been not quite patiently waiting, but waiting. Uh, Anyway, so knowing that we had that property, we said, well, we could go and put two charging stations on that property. Well, when you look at all the specs and what they need and how much concrete and the power they require and everything else, we will going to spend a lot of money. The grant was free, but it was going to cost us, you know, uh, too much. So we made a deal with the owner uh, of the Hampton, and they will go right on the edge of this. C- they will go on his property, basically, which abuts our property, the city's property. And I think that's going to be a good deal for everybody. And so that's where they're going to end up being located. But we had to do a deal with the company that provides them we had to do all the grant stuff and then we had to do a separate agreement with the property owner because that wasn't in the cards so that's why it's taken so long but we uh this last piece is is finally going to wrap up all of those uh issues we had to address so that we can get the two charge
1: stations are these metered so that uh, the user pays something? Yes, yes okay yeah
0: all of them are i mean you you swipe your card and you know yeah. and they they operate like that everywhere i mean uh, so one day we might have one or two downtown. We don't have that many, but I see some Teslas rolling around here. I see a few, you know, uh, electric cars, and, I mean, we uh, the grant was free, and it provides a service, and people who are traveling will get off the highway and, and maybe spend a little money here in town.
1: Yeah, give them a reason to stop and, yep, yep. Uh, and get something to eat while their uh, car is charging. That's it. Yeah, there you go. All right, another uh, ordinance introduction uh, that was in regard to Metro Hospitality. Oh, no, same uh, issue. Yeah, okay, same so issue. So just one after the other. The other rabies control issue related to the previous yes, one? Yes, totally, same thing. Okay. Finance reports from Kevin Zerang. Anything out of the ordinary there for the first two months of the fiscal year?
0: No, everything's been good, and, you know, uh, we our budget starts November 1, so, uh, you know, we we got a quarter under our belt, and, uh, no, everything's running pretty much on budget. We uh, kind of do what we always do, went over it, people ask questions, but everything's pretty much right in line.
1: There you go. I understand uh, there was quite a bit of discussion in regard to Deer Street Railroad crossing and its proposed closure.
0: Yeah, because if you remember, the council had said, well, we would rather keep uh, Caroline open and close deer where they were closing caroline and so we went back and forth on that issue uh so then it became we'll move the arms and lights that are on deer to caroline and close deer okay and so we didn't think that that was going to cost us has
1: one of them been closed recently yeah yeah. i mean deer has yeah.
0: been closed okay. but uh they want to close caroline Deer has, Deer's, Deer has arms and lights.
1: Okay, but they closed it still? No, no, it's, it's okay. open.
0: But they want to close Caroline. Okay? okay. And then you would go to the crossing that is now existing at Deer. Deer. So the council came up with let's take the arms and lights at Deer and bring them to Caroline. Okay, because Caroline has a nursing home, Caroline has a medical facility, Caroline's a much longer street, and it has all the services on it. Let's do everything we can to keep that open. Originally, we didn't think it was cost anything. But we also remember, as a side note, they told us those crossings were about $250,000 piece. okay? Be, and at one time, Providence was on the table to be closed, okay? So Providence went away, and we're not sure how, and then they zoomed in and honed in on Caroline and said, you're closing Caroline. Council objected to it. I don't want to close anything, um, and neither do they. So the next thing that happened, we said, well, take it up from Deer Street, put it at Caroline, Closed Deer Street okay so didn't get a whole lot of blowback because I was waiting for Deer Street to come okay so kind of thought maybe we were heading in that direction got a letter from DOTD that said it was 400 to 500,000 dollars to put the arms and lights up at Carillon and it was 30 to 50,000 dollars to take the arms and lights down and close Deer Street mm-hmm. so we're like okay, so now it's going to cost us a minimum of 430000 or a maximum of $550,000 to do this swap? So I immediately got that and said, i got to go to my council. So we brought it to the council meeting last night. Uh, my clerk and I, Laney, have been working on a letter. and We are sending DOTD a letter that says, you know, we shouldn't have to come up with that money just to, just to kind of know what happened to the $250,000. It's almost like because we changed the plan, we're being penalized. Um, And then my counsel asked me to find out, oh, by the way, you know, how did Providence get off the table? So
1: did Uh, the parish sold them some land to do a crossing over there? Maybe it was that part of it. I know
0: they had some land that they had to sell for some equipment to put some boxes in control boxes for these uh, arms and lines. So I don't know all the particulars of that part of it, but I'm going to find out. So we are putting a letter together, and, you know, we certainly don't have four or $500,000 in the budget to, to do this by any means. And when we talked about it with the director of DOTD on a conference call, there was never any talk about, you know, okay, now you owe us half a million dollars. <laughs> so we're looking into that. So it was a discussion item. I put it on with the copy of the email, and that's how I operate. You know I mean? They need to know what's coming, and I like to do that in front of the camera because that's where all our business is done.
1: Gotcha. So at this point, um, the three are still open at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah they're no, going to come no. and, and, and put three more crossings with arms and lights, but we have to close something. Gotcha. And that's kind of their ultimatum is, you know, which one you closing, and then it was all honed in on Caroline.
1: Understood. After that, council remarks, you had an opportunity to make uh, any remarks of note? I don't
0: think I made too many remarks of note, uh, (laughs) actually. Uh, But, you know, council remarks, that's everybody's time to say what they want. And, uh, you know, people talk about events coming. People talk about – uh, the Mayor Pro Tem, as uh, Richard Romero was in the audience, the director of the Pepperplex, he actually came up. That would be the one you know, okay. thing. He came up and kind of gave us a uh, synopsis of the Pepperplex. It's going really well. The project's coming out really well. But our problem is it seems to uh, we knew that those backfields were the wettest fields, and we were trying to get the concrete poured to put the turf, and the access has been terrible it uh it's raining just enough that things just begin to dry out, You start scheduling the concrete pouring, and then it rains again, so the mud is and the the wet weather has killed some of the you know job pace, if you will, so we don't think it's going to be finished it's going to be finished when it's finished, but it won't n- will not be finished as early as we would have hoped for um little league is starting out there they have tryouts Soccer is going on on along uh some of the fields are turfed, and they look great. And uh, so he just kind of gave us an update of, you know, that the project is proceeding, it's proceeding well, but the, the weather's kicking us.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And that's really about it. Any other project updates? Uh, We're not on the agenda.
0: Yeah, let's see. In March 22nd, we bid some ARPA improvements at West End Park, we bid some ARPA improvements at Bank Park, and we bid out the interior finish of the new Boys and Girls Club facility that is going to be on the teen side. At uh, Martin Luther King Gym in the West End. So those three projects, that's three more opera projects that uh, will be out for bid and will do some good things in our community. Uh, walking trail in Bank Park, improvements to that pavilion up in the front that uh, needs some love, new lights, and te- tear down that concession stand that has not been operable for 20 or 30 years and fill that in. Uh, at West End, there's a little bit of a walking trail addition there's uh refab in the tennis court area and refab in all the baseball field and the lighting of the baseball field and re in the baseball field. Um inside the sear Gates, well it's all the interior finishes to bring it up. There's uh some door requirements that boys and girls have kinda of like a sally port, two sets of doors. Uh there's some renovations that need to occur in that space floor in and some ceiling tile and some insulation and uh you know spruce the whole place up so that's coming so that's all good stuff uh new projects we are about to uh, schedule some ribbon cuttings for things that are finished uh little brooklyn pavilion the splash pad at the west end there's a couple other projects and then uh we have a few more that will be scheduling some groundbreakings as soon as we get our bids in Uh, felicity's landing we got the green light to get that started so that project will be happening, uh, it'll start in the next few months. The marina behind City Hall is going like gangbusters. Uh, that same company uh, was low bidder on Felicity's Land, and so they'll leave from there and come downtown behind the steamboat. Um, reviewing plans on three or four other projects, one of them being the bathrooms and the stage addition at the steamboat pavilion. All of those projects were, were in kind of design development and uh, working through the beginning to work on the construction drawings, so those will be coming out in the summer uh, so a lot a lot happening good stuff gotcha.
1: How about business and any business rumors
0: yeah, I got a couple of them one one um I've got a uh business on existing business not nowhere near here. he's flying in for the literary festival, so when he comes to the literary festival, we're going to take some time and and have a couple meetings and there is a possibility that uh he would bring some jobs here and, and and you know a business so uh that's interesting i keep hearing rumors let's see the uh man jersey mikes is the
1: it's a sub another yeah, sub place yeah that
0: one's come in uh in one of the spots up in front of rouses
1: okay and so, in fact if somebody asked me that yeah, just yesterday so um what's going one on of, they one see, of those you see the construction is going on yes so. that'll
0: be a jersey mike's i've never eaten there but you know i'll give them a try so that's coming um and then i heard yesterday and i'm trying to track it down of another it's another uh, food place that was interested in coming so I, I don't know if that's you know just a rumor or it's someone that was circulating a few years ago so i'm gonna try to backtrack that one and just see but uh always something and normally i don't know why but uh the spring and the summer is when we get the most activity um the love truck stop we had a uh developers Mm. meeting with them last week and went over utilities went over requirements talked about uh you know uh just who's servicing them where and and how the the city codes and how we could help and uh that's about to kick off so that's a good thing um well, we'll just have to see. I heard I don't know who it is. I heard somebody else was interested in some of the property that that same family that sold the Love's truck stop property, in more property, and and we have kind of a deal that they would annex in as they sold. So I'm um, kind of encouraged. And can't can't wait to hear more about that one. I don't have all the particulars, but I just heard somebody was looking at the property. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we uh, got to keep moving.
1: No, no doubt. Uh, always a pleasure, sir. Unless oh, thank there's you. anything else.
0: No, thank you very much. See you in a
1: couple weeks. You bet. Once again, New Iberia Mayor Freddie DeCourt joins us usually on the Thursdays following city council meetings.